Welcome to Synergetic Culture, where we exist to provide practical and tangible content to help you build a synergetic culture. Here's the dichotomy though. Culture is formed either by design or by default. A culture by design, when adopted by the people within the culture, has a multiplying effect in the way it builds the organization and the individuals within it. And this, my friends, this is a synergetic culture. So how do we create a culture by design? What fundamentals and tactics and principles build a synergetic culture? Well, you've come to the right place. So no matter where you find yourself in your career, this podcast is for you. And with that being said, let's jump into today's episode of Synergetic Culture. Welcome back to the Synergetic Culture Podcast. My name is Adam Bieber, and I'm so glad that you're tuning in to listen to this episode, episode 21 of our podcast. Now, if you've been a listener for a while, or maybe this is the first episode you tuned in, we are getting back after a bit of a summer break. And I'll be honest, this was a little bit of a unplanned break, but man, oh man, was it necessary and rejuvenating, and I'm excited to get back into the swing of things as we pivot into the month of August and into uh, fall approaching. And if you got kids and you're listening to this, kids are going back to school, and it just there's a lot of excitement and energy around this time of the year, and it's got me excited to be back in action and uh, creating more of these podcasts. And I just want to say thanks for listening. Um, there's so many friends that I'd love to shout out by name every single time I, I record a podcast, but I, for those of you that are listening and that have been listening, uh, thank you. The support means a lot. You being a part of this means a lot. Your feedback means so much to me. And, um, those of you that do reach out and give ideas and, um, have thoughts and, and feedback, it just means a ton. Um, it fuels this passion inside of me to build a more synergetic culture and to help people have resources to do that. So um, when we took a break, we had started an eight-part series called Eight Soft Skills That Will Change the Way You Lead. Um, apologies for the cliffhanger. <laughs> we got two installments into that eight-part series, and then I went on a break. So uh, we're jumping back into that. This is part three of this series, Eight Soft Skills That Will Change the Way You Lead. And the idea behind this series is I wanted to capture some skills, soft skills, that make it a game changer for us in our leadership. And these are skills that we can't necessarily quantify on a, on a graph or chart or in a, in a, in a, a report you know, using, using hard data. But these are the skills that move the needle. These are the skills that make you better, that elevate you above the average, and that help you to be a better leader and better builder of the culture around you. So I'm excited about this. This, this stuff gets me really, really pumped. Um, today's episode, we're going to focus on our third area. But first, I want to recap the first two soft skills that we covered. In the first episode of this series, which was episode 19 of the podcast, we covered the topic of empathy. And I love talking about empathy. It is one of my favorite, and for me, foundational soft skills that I think is crucial to a high-level leader. 
Um, we talked about cognitive, emotional, and compassionate empathy. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, I'd recommend uh, just jumping back a couple episodes and listening to that, um, maybe after this one. The following week, we uh, talked about discipline, and I interviewed one of my dearest friends, Mark Burns, who is a uh, master Taekwondo instructor, senior instructor. I can't remember his full title. It's it's He's been doing Taekwondo forever and is one of the most disciplined individuals that I know. And we talked about discipline, and we talked about how it impacts your leadership and how it impacts you as a person and um, just so grateful for Mark and his influence into that episode and into this series. Um, and so today I'm excited to get back on track and talk about communication. Communication. There is a guy by the name of James Humes and James Humes was a uh, famous for being a speechwriter, actually a presidential speechwriter, somebody who made his profession around communication. He actually passed away a couple years ago, um, and he's quoted as saying, the art of communication is the language of leadership. He realized and he knew how important it was to communicate, and his outlet and vehicle for that was speech writing in order to speak the language of leadership, to communicate to people. Um, and, and he understood that now communication can mean a lot of different things. Uh, today I want to talk about it in terms of, uh, maybe your profession. Uh, but these ideas that I'm about to share and these three keys that I have for you, um, apply to so many areas of life. Uh, so the examples I use may be more business driven, being on a team, maybe, you know, in the corporate world. But these apply to a team um, uh, in, in sports. This applies to um, a small group. This applies to uh, your parenting style and relationship to your children. This applies to how you communicate to your friends, your loved ones, significant other, spouse. Um, so I encourage you to think um, in broader terms, even though I may give more specific examples, because I think that there's truth to these three key areas that I'm going to give you, and I want you to be able to apply them in multiple areas of your life. So I have uh, three keys to synergetic communication. That's what I'm calling it. Three keys to synergetic communication. And it's very simple. I want to simplify this and make it easy for us to grab a hold of and then apply quickly. And here are the three keys. Clear, concise, consistent. Our communication needs to be clear, concise, and consistent. You do these three things and your communication will change. So I want to, I want to unpack all three of them. Uh, I'm not going to take a ton of time. It's probably going to be a shorter episode because I just want to get this idea and these thoughts out and, and rolling. So clear. Um, do you remember the old game telephone? This is such a fun game to play. It's honestly a great icebreaker. Um, if you're doing a, a team event and you want to do an icebreaker on communication, this is a good one. Um, but it's also just a fun game. I remember playing it at camp. And then when I was a camp counselor, we would play it with our, our campers. And sometimes we do it as team building with the other camp counselors. Uh, growing up, uh, there were five kids in my family, or there are five kids in my family growing up. And so um, we could play it amongst ourselves. <laughs> and, um, 
And so I, I, I remember this game in different uh, phases of life. But if you've never played telephone, the idea is you sit in a circle, sometimes a line, but usually a circle, and um, somebody starts with a phrase or a, or a word. They're given a phrase or word. Maybe it's written on a piece of paper or it's told to them by, by a leader of the group. And then, and then their job is to turn to the, either the person on the left or right. you got to go one direction. So, you know, for this example, I'll turn to the left and whisper that phrase or idea or, or word into the person to my left's ear. And their job was to listen to what I said and then turn to the person to their left and whisper the same exact phrase or word to them. And then repeat it all the way around the circle until it gets to the very last person. And the the goal of the game is so that when it gets all the way around to the last person, when that person uh, stands up and says that phrase or word out loud, it's the same exact one that the first person started with. Now, me being the class clown that I was growing up, I was the kid that would intentionally change the phrase completely just to like get a good laugh so that by the time it gets all the way around, um, the, the person stands up to say whatever the phrase that they heard was and it's something crazy and just ridiculous. Um, my team would lose points for that, and so I quickly stopped doing that. Um, but the idea was how quickly can can we communicate this and how clear can we be and get this message all the way around the circle? What we would do most of the time is when the person would be saying the phrase or the word at the end, if it was wrong, we would try to trace back to where the breakdown in communication was. And usually we could find it. We could figure out, well, what did you hear? What did you hear? What did you hear? And we'd work our way back through around the circle until we figured out where the person had a breakdown in communication. And almost every single time, it was because of a lack of clarity. Now, this is a lack of clarity in just speech. So I want to be clear. There's other areas to be clear. But in this example, this this game, it was a lack of clarity in the words that were being said. And sometimes... Sometimes it was a word that sounded similar to a different word. And when it's being whispered and, you know, you're trying to be quiet or maybe you're laughing a little bit, it just doesn't come out right. And so it sounds like a different word. And and so usually we'd be able to figure out, okay, this is where the breakdown in communication was and here's why. Now, there was one example in particular where I was working as a summer camp counselor back in the day, working for my mom. And we did this activity with like 30 camp counselors. We're all high school kids at the time. And what was so interesting was to see once the phrase got all the way around the circle of all 30 of us, when the last person would stand up and say the phrase, it would be wrong. And then we'd start to trace back where it went wrong. And what was so interesting was, is we found multiple places where it, the, a breakdown in communication happened a loss of clarity happened. And so it wouldn't just be, oh, there's one point, but there were multiple points. The more layers and lines of communication that there were, the more complicated and difficult it was for that clear message to get across. Here's how this relates to this podcast episode. Clarity is king. And when you're communicating to somebody, starting with the enunciation and the speech being able to communicate clearly is extremely, extremely important. Not only clearly communicating and articulating your words, 
But if you're writing something, making sure that it is written clearly so that the person receiving it doesn't have any room or very, very, very small marginal room to interpret it some different way. Clarity is a huge, huge piece to communication. Being able to communicate your thoughts clearly is a game changer. And here's why. Because the next step is concise. Clear, concise. Concise is the ability to give extensive information clearly and in a few words. Now, this is something that hits close to home for me, okay? Uh, because I've, and I've maybe talked about this before here on the podcast, um, but I have uh, a couple years ago, I think it was um, maybe three, four years ago, I was diagnosed with ADHD for the first time. Now, here I am sitting here, about 30 years old, so we're talking into my late 20s before I actually get diagnosed with ADHD. Uh, and and uh, what it uh, helped do for me at the beginning was to bring a lot of clarity to how I'm wired and why I do things the way I do them and why um, I struggle to um, be concise and, and why sometimes I get very scattered and and, and have a hard time. I, I thought it was just because I wasn't disciplined enough or I just wasn't good at being uh, doing detailed things. I used to say, oh, I'm not a details person. I'm just not good at that. Well, what I realized was is maybe I do have a challenge having ADHD, but being aware of it, I can then hone in on the areas that I know I need a little extra attention. I know that being concise doesn't come easy to me. Um, and so one of the things that I focus on is not just clarity in my speech and clarity in what I'm saying, but being concise and being able to minimize the, the words that I'm using in order to communicate a message. Um, this plays out oftentimes in my preparation for podcast episodes, uh, in my preparation for meetings, especially when I'm leading or doing a presentation and especially in the way that I write and articulate things in email. Now, I'm in the corporate business world, technology, okay? So my role as a leader in, in, in my career, I have to communicate on a daily basis. I communicate to clients and partners. I communicate to leadership and executives. I communicate to my team and to my team's uh, uh, clients and partners. And so I have... A, a vested interest in improving my communication on a daily basis. Being concise is hard for me. And so what have I done? Now, this is just the Adam Bieber example, but I want to share it with you because maybe you resonate with some of my struggle. Um, maybe there's a little ADD or maybe maybe ADHD and you, you struggle with uh, being scattered brain. This is what's helped me. And honestly, I do this, I even did this in preparing for this podcast. I have to get all of my thoughts out. And so I prepare. Because if I don't prepare, then things are going to come out scrambled, scattered, unorganized, unclear. And then there's going to be a major break and, and, and um, a fault in my communication. And so I prepare. And oftentimes I'll write out all of my, my thoughts and ideas. Um, when I write an email, I usually 
word vomit is the word I use. I just start typing because if I sit there and try to be organized in my brain, it's just never going to happen. So I just start typing and then it's almost like it goes from my brain out onto the keyboard and what appears on the screen is, is scrambled. But what I end up doing is cutting and pasting and reorganizing my ideas. And then I start simplifying my thoughts. And what I end up with is a clear and concise message. A very clear form of communication. Now that takes a lot of extra effort. Uh, five, maybe 10 years ago, Adam would just uh, word vomit and then send it. Just send it. And it just, I, I'm going to be honest, it, 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 there's so many times when I reflect on areas where I made mistakes and fell short, especially in communicating with people and communicating with leaders that I was working under or working with. And a lot of it came down to me not taking the time to be concise and clear with the way that I communicate. When there's friction in a relationship, whether it be a business relationship or a personal relationship, a lot of times it comes back to communication. And nine times out of 10, if there's a breakdown in communication, it's because something wasn't clear and something wasn't concise. Now, I find myself on um, a lot of uh, trainings I, I, you know, or in meetings. And I think a lot of people listening to this could empathize with this scenario, but I've been in meetings before where there's not a lot of clarity and the thoughts are not concise. You're looking at PowerPoint slides with a thousand characters or a thousand words on it. And you're trying to figure out what's the point of this. Just tell me what the point is. Be concise. Give me something that I can take away. And I've, I've, I've walked away from meetings or walked away from trainings or even, even keynotes and thought, well, maybe I just had an ADHD moment. But what was that even about? What, what am I supposed to take away from that? That's a breakdown in communication. Now, I, uh, uh, as I mentioned before, communicate all day. That's, that's my entire job. I want to make sure that when I go into a call with, with a leader or if I'm leading a team meeting or leading a, a, a presentation that I've prepared so that my thoughts, ideas are communicated clearly and in a concise way. And then the final piece to this is consistency. Consistency is really, really important, not just for communication. Consistency is key to every area of your life if you're going to elevate. And consistency is repeatable, habitual, and sustainable action. Repeatable, habitual, sustainable action. That's what consistency is. And let me tell you how consistency connects to communication. If you're consistent in the way that you communicate, then the people that you're communicating to on a regular basis start to understand and know what you're communicating, how you're communicating it, and it starts to build a level of trust between the people that you're communicating to. Once that trust starts to build, it allows for those people to respond 
to what you're communicating. Now, in the example of, let's say I'm leading uh, regular team meetings for my team. If I come in and I'm consistent, then they trust me and they trust what I'm saying because they know that what I'm saying is consistently clear, concise, accurate, important. So then it allows them to respond accordingly. And as we build that trust and we build that synergy in our communication, they know what to expect from me and they know what I'm expecting from them in terms of a response. Now, here's the best part. What comes after that is their ability to support you. My team's ability to support what I've just communicated because I've been clear, concise, and consistent over and over and over that they trust me, they know how to respond, and they know how to support what it is that I'm trying to communicate. This changes the game for your leadership. You get better at communicating, you're, you automatically elevate yourself from, a, from just the average leader. People get put in leadership positions all the time and, and it's exciting because it gives them the opportunity to step into some shoes that might be a little bit big for them at that moment, but they have an opportunity to grow. It stretches them and pushes them to be better. Communication is one of the areas that we can take control of in terms of how we improve and how we prioritize getting better. And as we elevate our communication, it, sure, this is not a, a metric or a data point that you can track in a report. You're not going to see clear and concise and consistent communication pop up on a KPI. But if you practice this, you're going to get better as a leader. The people around you will get better because they're going to learn how to communicate because of the leadership and the way that you do it. And you're going to elevate the people around you. You're going to be a better leader, a more synergetic communicator, and you're going to build a synergetic culture that is constantly growing, elevating, and excelling in that environment. Now, there's so many soft skills that we can focus on. Today, it's about communication because communication is key. So make sure that you master this language of leadership. Focus on being clear, concise, consistent. Create that repeatable, habitual, sustainable action in the way that you communicate. And there's going to be a trickle-down effect. You're going to impact more and more people around you. It's going to make you better. I promise. Try it. <laughs> so that wraps up today's episode of Synergetic Culture, episode 21 and part three of our eight-part series called Eight Soft Skills That Will Change the Way You Lead. Thank you for tuning in today, spending a little bit of time with me and listening to this episode. I encourage you, follow on social media if you don't mind. The at is Synergetic Culture. You can find us. You can find me. Uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn. Send me a message. I'd love to hear feedback. If we've never met before, I'd love to be introduced to you. But be a part of this. I want you to have a say and be uh, involved in where this podcast goes and how we continue to build a community of people that care about the culture around us. And that's all that this is. That's It's for you and because of you and because of uh, this passion to 
impact other people. So I'm truly grateful. Uh, tune in next week. We're back in action. It's August. It's time to get rolling, get running. Um, it's the middle of, uh, uh, we're heading into the end of the year already. Um, so I'm excited to see where this thing goes as we uh, continue this journey. Uh, tune in next week for another great episode and I'll catch you guys next time. Thanks. Thank you for listening to today's episode. To learn more about Synergetic Culture, we invite you to go to SynergeticCulture.com. Sign up to receive our weekly podcast and blog, and then connect with us on social media. We want to be connected to you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe to the podcast and then share our show with the people around you so they too can build a synergetic culture. This episode was written and recorded by Adam Bieber, founder and CEO of Synergetic Culture. Synergetic Culture is a registered trademark of Adam Bieber and the Synergetic Culture Company. <laughs>